The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Decision Alberta on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. It is uh, 518 on the 630 Chat Afternoon News. Our Decision Alberta coverage. We are in Fort Saskatchewan today. Uh, we are broadcasting live from the Lakeview Inn and Suites where a candidate's form is about to get underway in uh, just about an hour's time. It's been it's been a great afternoon. Fantastic to hear from all of the candidates, to hear from the uh, from the mayors of Fort Saskatchewan and Vegreville, and of course from the Chambers of Commerce as well. And if they're my next guest, if there's someone who knows this region really well. It is my next guest. It is Jackie Fenske. She is the director of the Agriculture Food Council, but you'll remember as well for 13 years she was the PCMLA for this region. Jackie, nice to see you again. Well, thank you, Jaylene. I'm just going to, I was a PCMLA, but I also was a counselor for most of that that time. So with Strathcona County. Yes, I read that. Sorry, Strathcona Counselor for 13 years, former PCMLA for, my apologies. No, no, no. Uh, You know what? I'm distracted by two redheads on, <laughs> on microphones, right? Um, so when you look here, and you, you talk about kind of the, the the uniqueness of this area, because you have Fort Saskatchewan, um, which is a growing city, and then you have, you know, the the, the egg side of it. You have the, this urban-rural combination in this writing. When it came to, um, you know, representing this community when it came to dealing with the challenges. You know, what were some of those big ones that that, uh, that you saw? Well, I think, uh, first of all, there's some great advantages in this mm-hmm. constituency, and you had people from the Heartland on yeah. earlier today. So that that is a boon to the entire region, not just uh, Fort Saskatchewan, Vegreville constituency. So we're very special, and we like to think <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, but um, we... Yes, it's 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 like any other area. It's kind of like a microcosm of the entire province, right? You have a populated area, and then you have several small villages and towns. Mm-hmm. In addition, smaller than Vegreville, and a large expanse of of rural mm-hmm. area. And though there are commonalities of their issues, there certainly are uniquenesses in each area. For example, transportation mm-hmm. in the rural area, just the the, the geography of it is, um, it's the lifeline. I mean, it's uh, I I often used to say on council. That's our recreation because yep. people are jogging and riding up and down the roads. It's also the place, it's the way that ambulances and first responders get to uh, where we are. And of course, agriculture. I mean, uh, farmers are shipping their loads up and down those roads um, on a regular basis. As you've uh, been uh, a part of this area and this community, it must have been fascinating to watch it grow and develop. Um, Certainly when you look at at the Heartland now and what's happening there, your thoughts on that? Well, I was on council when the Heartland was Mm -hmm. just a heart on a map in (laughs) Eric McGann and Vern Hartwell's office, right? And uh, so it was just an idea at the time and uh, have watched it grow and certainly had an opportunity to represent that area, both uh, municipally and and provincially. And yes, it, it took some... It took some investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the province was going to come to the table and then refused to, so the municipality had to take the bull by the horn. And and it's, I guess, like many things, where the population isn't there. That was northern Strathcona. Uh, the rest of the area, Sherwood Park, the more populated area, saying, why do we want to invest mm-hmm. in the heartland? Why do we want to buy those people out? Uh, well, 
it's obvious yeah. now, several years later, but at the time it was a struggle. So why do we want to invest in the rest of rural Alberta when the population isn't there? And, and I've got to tell you, um, having left politics, there mm-hmm. are two things that, that I am so thankful for. One is, is my network that I try to continue to cultivate and and to support because there are so many people in Alberta that we can reach out to. And the other is my desire to see rural Alberta thrive and to for people to see how dynamic it is is rural alberta getting the voice it needs is it being heard no you need somebody who's aggressive and you need somebody who who understands it from the get-go and uh, so i think uh in this day and age when the population and we all understand democracy i think we have to resort to different tactics um as social media is certainly uh. one of those but until uh we get proper broadband out into the rural area then um you know we're, we're struggling with telehealth which would cover a lot of bases uh education certainly no longer do we need all the bricks and mortar we uh we hear of students who are um who are connecting with uh-huh. teachers who, you know, do five-minute little YouTube lesson plans. Uh, when you have, you know, these smaller uh, smaller community, communities, you know, yeah, it's, the Fort Saskatchewan is a city, it's a growing city, and you have, you have Vegreville, and you have smaller communities in, in this area, and you're talking about rural broadband and stuff like that, but that's a way to, you know keep people there as as well and you know I think we need to do a better job at making smaller communities attractive for people to move to but more importantly to stay definitely and and I um, I remember one of my colleagues who represented uh, the Westlock area saying uh, this pr- one particular little community was seeing a resurgence of population because people were moving back to the farmsteads mm-hmm. that were cut out you know three five mm-hmm. acres and uh, that's where they were retiring and so we could do that if the planning departments actually got on board and realized that unless you actually provide some residential space in the rural area we are just defeating our purpose because, uh, you know, farm families are smaller, uh, so schools have less population. So then schools close, mm-hmm. and once a school closes in a community, yep. it's it's the end of a community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, Jackie Fenske joining me this afternoon. Your new role, tell me about uh, this role with Food Council. Well, with the Ag and Food Council, it's uh, I've sat on that board. I'm a director on mm-hmm. that board for a while, and uh, we certainly have a great many initiatives uh, looking at... Um, everything from somebody trying to get their their food product on market and of course hemp and uh, cannabis is a big yeah. thing right now and how that's that was something out. that I learned about today about out Vagreville about what's going on out there with the with um, with Alberta the, innovates yeah with Innotech, the hemp yeah. yeah that was that was really fascinating uh, to learn about and that's that's great and there's so much to learn about you know with the heartland right there's so much there as well well and it's we're definitely even more more than just petrochemicals and oil mm-hmm. and gas because uh, our farming community is, you know, we've got some some of the largest farmers uh, in the area, in the province that uh, call Strathcona, call uh, Lamont County and Midburn County home. So I'm going to put you on the spot uh, uh, now. Election day is is less than two weeks away. Uh, What does this region need in its elected official? In its elected official, well, it needs someone who understands and who can listen to the people and then champion the cause. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can't be someone who sits back because, again, we talked about yeah, um, the population dynamics, and so they need someone who can be really vocal, um, 
and really pushy mm-hmm. and is not afraid to stand up and say, you know, listen to me. This mm-hmm. is this is important. I mean, I did that so many times with the bridge, and I did that so many times with trying to get uh, recognition and funding for rural homelessness because it's very different in a rural area. You don't see people sleeping on a park bench, right? Well, we have seen that in so many communities and, and, and these communities, you're more rural communities or, you know, not big cities trying to deal with the homeless issue and trying to come up with uh, temporary measures to deal with a problem that is not temporary and they and, 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 and sometimes coming under criticism for it or coming under fire for it because, you know, okay, well, we're going to put you in this, you know, cattle shelter. Remember, you remember that story, but it was just a temporary measure just to get somebody out of the cold. And, and that is a, that's a big one. And you know what, that's something that, uh, that hasn't even been brought up today. Well, and it, and as I said, it, the face of it is so very different. Yeah. It could be substandard housing. We have, um, we have elderly women who, you know, live mm-hmm. on their own property, but they don't want to let the world know the condition that that they are in financially, so they don't have oil, uh, they don't have heating, they don't mm-hmm. have electricity, and um, I mean that's just as bad as as being without mm-hmm. uh, without mm-hmm. any type of shelter. But when we take people from the rural area into the urban area, because for some communities that's the answer, yep. uh, they lose their support system. So we need to find an answer closer to home. Jackie Fenske joining me this afternoon. Always great to catch up with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for letting me talk rural. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.